Jalen Brunson in for a big night at the Garden? Who should you bet on to step up for the Bucks with Giannis and Drew Holiday out? And is Donovan Mitchell, who said he's playing the best ball of his life, about to go off when the Cavs take on the Warriors in the Bay tonight? Welcome to Hardwood Parlays. I'm your host, Bobby Kravitsky, here to fatten your wallets. And before Friday night's matchup tips off, I'm giving you a bet from every game on the slate, starting with the Nuggets taking on the Celtics in Boston. I like the under in this one at 231. You can grab it for minus 110. This is a matchup between two of the top six offenses in the NBA. Boston ranks second in points per game at 118.7. Denver is sixth at 116.7. But still, when you combine those figures, comfortably less than 231. The Celtics have a defensive rating of 107.4 in their last two games. If they were doing it for the season, it would rank in the top five. But even with their earlier struggles, they're allowing slightly over 114 points per contest. The same goes for the Nuggets. Combined, that equals 228. A further reason to think that the under comes through tonight as is the fact that Malcolm Brogdon is not playing due to hamstring tightness. He has done so much for Boston offensively as someone who consistently pushes the pace and gets into the paint, leading to buckets at the rim, free throws, and open shots for his teammates. Another reason to think that the under comes through tonight. And then we have the Suns taking on the Magic in Orlando. Give me Mikael Bridges to splash at least two threes tonight and Phoenix to get the win. You can grab it for plus 170, so it's certainly a value play. I understand Bridges has never averaged at least two makes from beyond the arc in a season, and he's only taking two and a half threes per contest to start this campaign. But still, we are talking about a career 37.6% three-point shooter who's sniping over 46% of his long-range attempts this season. So between Bridges' accuracy from beyond the arc and Orlando ranking in the bottom three in opponent three-point attempts and the bottom 10 in opponent three-point percentage, I think tonight McHale comes through for you in a Suns win. And again, at plus 170, why not take a chance on it and sprinkle some pizza money on it? And then we have the Pistons taking on the Knicks at the Mecca. I said in the tease, Jalen Brunson, yes, he is in for a big night. He's going to go off. He's going to score at least 20 points. You can grab it for minus 110. This is someone who's produced 20 plus in four of his last five outings for the season. He's attempting 15 field goal attempts and shooting just two ticks below 49% from the field. Not to mention, Brunson's getting into the charity stripe four times per contest. And the Pistons have one of the worst defenses In the NBA, they are yielding 118.3 points per contest. That's the fourth most in the NBA. So maybe it comes together for Detroit with all the young pieces they have and they coalesce over time. But it ain't the case right now for Dwayne Casey's bunch. And so I think Jalen Brunson continues that streak and he makes it five of his last seven with at least 20 points. Then we have the Bucks taking on the Spurs in the Alamo. Give me Brooke Lopez to hit over two and a half threes in this game. It's another value play at plus 142. Lopez is attempting 6.4 attempts from beyond the arc this season and knocking down 2.3 of them at a 35.7% clip. This is someone who revamped his shot in the offseason and has put a lot of work into it and is reaping the rewards of doing so. And with Giannis, Holiday, and Pat Continent out, plus Joe Ingles and Chris Middleton, someone has to step up for Milwaukee and it's probably going to be Brooke Lopez. I understand that he went one for six in that double overtime game against the Thunder, but still, this is someone who is shooting 43% or better on seven plus attempts in the two tilts before that game. And San Antonio has the third worst three point defense in the NBA, allowing teams to shoot 38.4% against them. 
Now, I understand that the Spurs, to their credit, are only giving up the fifth fewest opponent three-point attempts. So I get it if you're not with me on this one because of that statistic. But at the same time, when you look at who's out for the Bucks tonight, those shots have to come from somewhere, and they might as well bomb away from beyond the arc. It's a make-or-miss league. And when you're shorthanded like this, and you've got championship aspirations, and you're just trying to get through the regular season as much as anything else— Give it to Brooke Lopez. Let him jack it up from long range. And I bet you he comes through with at least three makes from beyond the arc tonight in San Antonio. Then we have the Timberwolves taking on the Grizzlies in Memphis. Give me the Grizz at minus four. You can get it for minus 110. This Wolves team is an absolute mess. I've talked about it consistently on the show. Rudy Gobert not really fitting in or meshing with his new teammates, much like he had friction in Utah with Donovan Mitchell and company. You look at what's happening. When he's on the floor with Carl Anthony Towns, they're still not a net positive. When he's on the floor without Cat, they are a net negative offensively. And when you switch it around, they're a net negative defensively. Anthony Edwards doesn't seem to be loving what's happening, and there are some serious concerns about his reaction to his new teammate and the impact that it's had on this team. And then you look at D'Angelo Russell, and I voiced this concern at the time they made this deal. He's just not the right point guard to make sure that everyone is satisfied with their touches and putting them in the right position to get buckets. And so I don't love what's going on from top to bottom in this Minnesota starting lineup. And defensively, the Wolves rank in the bottom eight. Meanwhile, John Morant and co. rank in the top five in points per game. They're four and one at FedEx Forum. I expect them to win tonight and cover that spread at minus four. Then the Raptors taking on the Thunder in OKC. Give me Shea Gilgis-Alexander to be the leading scorer at this one, especially when you can get it for minus 120. This is someone who's putting up 31.6 points per contest. He is shooting nearly 54% on almost 22 shots per game. On top of that, he's getting to the free throw line 7.7 times per contest and knocking them down at a 94.8% clip. There is a part of me that's concerned that Fred Van Fleet goes off tonight and becomes the leading scorer. But when you look at it, Van Fleet, he's averaging 18.8 points per game. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander, he's put up 32-plus in eight of the Thunder's last 11 matchups. I expect him to be the top scorer in tonight's tilt between the Raptors and Thunder. And then we have the Cavs taking on the Warriors in the Bay. Give me Donovan Mitchell at over 33.5 points and assists. You can get it for minus 102. Mitchell is off to an amazing start to this season, putting up 31.9 points and 5.8 assists. He easily leads the Cavs in field goal attempts, taking 22 a night. Darius Garland ranks second in that category with 14.4. And Mitchell is knocking those shots down at a 51.4% clip. He's jacking 9.6 threes and making them at a 44.8% rate. And he's getting to the free throw line, taking 5.8 per contest and making those at an 86% clip. Mitchell even said so himself. This is the best ball he's playing of his career. And so maybe this is when the Warriors, they start to lock in. Who knows? But at the same time, they're young guys that they're counting on to help pace them through the season and especially to start the campaign after they had to go over and play an exhibition matchup in Japan. It's just not happening right now. That group, James Wiseman and company, Jonathan Kaminga, they've been underwhelming. Golden State as a team ranks 29th in opponent points per game, allowing 120.6 per contest. So I at least think that Donovan Mitchell gets his in the Bay tonight and goes for over 33 and a half points and assists. And again, at minus 102, definitely worth making a play on. And then we have the Kings and the Lakers in LA. Give me DeMontis Sabonis to get a double-double 
and the Kings to get the victory. You can grab it at plus 108. Sabonis is putting up 16.8 points per contest to go with 10.4 rebounds. No LeBron James tonight due to a groin injury. That means more boards available. LA already ranks 29th in opponent rebounds, so that doesn't bode well for them. And then when you look at the purple and gold, a team that is floundering defensively, ranking in the bottom seven in that category, allowing 116.1 points per contest from the opposition. And the Kings, they got screwed a few nights ago by the refs in a game against the Warriors that they should have won. How'd they respond? By beating the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are as hot to start the season as almost every team in the league. And now they have an opportunity to go into Crypto.com Arena, a.k.a. Staples, and beat the Lakers. If not now, then when, Sacramento? I expect the Kings to get the victory and Sabonis to do what he does, play up to his season averages, and get this double-double in terms of point and rebound production. And again, at plus 108, it is certainly a wise value play, in my opinion. That wraps up today's edition of Hardwood Parlays. The show will be back on Monday. And if you're enjoying the program, please like, rate, and subscribe. They're available wherever you get your podcasts from, as well as on Believe.com. Thanks for tuning in, and enjoy your weekend.